Hey world, this is Ross here with my podcast, episode three. Uh, a couple dates to mention before we get started. I'll be uh, doing a short little run in a couple weeks with my boy Trevor Bonesaw Larkin up to Ohio, and we'll be at Coda Thursday or Coda in Cleveland, Ohio, Thursday, May 10th, and then at Southgate House Revival Friday, May 11th. That's in Newport, Kentucky. It's right over the river from uh, Cincinnati. And that's with uh, my good friend's brother, Smith. That's going to be their album release party. I've played with those guys a bunch before, so I know it's going to be great. Um, as always, this podcast is brought to you by Dude Stoked, the lifestyle brand. You can visit at your Dude Stoked on Instagram. That's at Y-O-U-R-E, Dude Stoked. And uh, check out what new merch is available. I know we're going to have some tanks coming soon as the the hot weather is right around the corner it's not around the corner here in nashville it is in the high 80s it was in the high 80s today it's cooling off a little bit but i'm sweating um don't forget to visit uh the hey world playlist on spotify and that's gonna be all the songs that i'm featuring on this podcast along with some other favorites of mine and um for all other dates, you can visit rosslivermore.com and see what else is happening with me and the guys that I play with. There's some exciting stuff just around the corner for us. Uh, partly the reason why this podcast is a day late and a buck short today is because uh, Paul and Phil uh, were here all last week and we recorded a new record. Um so that's the reason I know last week I said it would be every Tuesday and the following week it was late. But we're back on schedule here and let's get started. Hey World Podcast Episode 3. All right, here we go. Sorry I'm late, everybody. I know last week I said it would be every Tuesday and it was set in stone, but today is Wednesday and I am recording it and I'm going to put it up um, on Wednesday. So this is a very short turnaround um, because I am running late. And the reason is uh, I try to, you know, I'm trying to trying to make this Tuesday thing happen and it'll be back on schedule next week. And uh, the reason it was a day late this week is because uh, Paul and Phil and um, and I recorded recorded an album. It's good. We did it. Um, so we did five days in the studio at the studio here in Nashville called Pentaveret. It's right in the Berry Hill area. And man, I am like so excited for this process. Uh, the process has already started, really, so I'm so excited for uh, just the the songs to find a home and to come to fruition and to just um, be the best versions of themselves they can be. And, you know, it's funny because when people ask me, you know, they're like, when you have a song and you send out demos, they're like, what is the vision for these songs? And the first thing I think of is like, well, you know, I kind of have an idea of where I want them to go, but I think the main vision for them is for me to get in a room with Paul and Phil and play them. Um, Paul and I have been playing together since we were kids 
and Phil has been with us for seven years and the three of us just have that connection that uh, I feel like a lot of people long for and I I never take for granted and I am super thankful. So whenever I have songs, that's the first thing I think of. So yeah, we booked this studio uh, three months ago and Bobby Holland, who is a wizard at the mixing board, was our engineer and co-produced it. We kind of had just like a group production uh, process and we all got together along with our bassist who we play with here now, Caleb Hooper, who's a legend. And we brought in a couple new new people along with some old friends. And uh, one of the new people we brought in was a guy named Jules Belmont, who just crushed it on guitar. So what we did was set up. We did a rehearsal on the Sunday, set up Monday, Tuesday, did everything pretty much live. And then uh, after that, we got basics for all the songs and kind of challenged ourselves a little bit more and, and tracked some more stuff and worked with some synths and some other weird sounds and uh i am just so excited for you guys all to hear this uh this music uh i feel so good about the songs the songs that i've been writing lately are just like some of the best stuff i've ever done and i know um with all the experience since the 1979 session that we've all gathered this just went uh it went way too fast it was just every day was productive every day magical things happened and I think that's great like once you get once you develop a nice musical relationship with these these guys you've been playing with forever like you can just book a studio and have songs and if the songs are good and you feel good about the process and you have your heads on for you know what it's going to be it it just it's it's good it just works and I am fortunate that uh, Paul and Phil come down here regularly to play with me and record and that I've met Caleb and Jules and our other friend Grant Garland played on it and Lindsay Ellen, who I wrote the song Bottle of Red with, came and sang and Bobby played on it and we're going to have some other people um, tracking and doing stuff uh, for these songs, including my friend Michael Kite, who is on The Voice and uh Trevor Bone saw Larkin playing guitar so it's it's a great it's going to be great. There's 11 songs we made one cut, one official un, one unofficial cut, excuse me, of a song. Um but yeah, it's going to be great. So that's the long explanation for why this podcast is a day late. Um so yeah, I'll be talking about that that process a little bit more in future episodes and uh I'll be playing some of the songs that will be on the record on this podcast and and talking about them and doing debuts of acoustic versions of the songs and, and all that type of stuff. So I am so excited for this new record, whether it's an EP, whether it's a collection of EPs or a record that is yet to be determined. But right now um, we're just at a really good place with these songs and I couldn't be more excited. I think I've said that a million times because I'm just so pumped up for these songs and I, I love when those guys come because we got to spend the weekend together. Phil had to leave on Saturday, which was sad because we always want to get the whole group together. Um, but everyone got to hang out for the weekend. Paul's wife, Kate, came down and, and our good buddy, Bob Flamia, who's been living with us since before I moved. Uh, just a good friend of ours from high school. And he is 
always a part of every musical endeavor that we we uh do together so bob came down and and the weekend was was just a legendary weekend as it always is and uh you know i i living here i miss those guys so much but when we do hang it's high octane and uh it almost feels more important you know when you hang with people you don't get to see and it's it uh it's it's never a bad time it's always great so i it was it was a great week productive week great weekend um and lifelong memories with friends that we will just never forget or never remember depending on how many tequila shots we took which was i think a good amount as always so that's good um yeah so the new music's gonna be great uh i want to give a big shout out to a really good friend of mine named Edgar Gretsch Combo. And last week I shouted out, uh, not shouted out, what the hell am I talking about? I just, I just like to bring light to friends of mine who are doing cool shit. So Edgar is a friend of mine who I met in college when I was a junior, super junior. I think it was my, maybe, I don't know. I did five years at Salem State. So it was my spring semester of 20. 06, 2006, 2006, I did a semester in Sicily, and that was just a life-changing thing for me. It was great. Met some uh, some friends who I still keep in touch with regularly today, and one of those friends is Edgar. So Edgar lives in Detroit. He is a legend. He is a great friend. With We get to hang maybe once a year if we're lucky, and... I think out of all the people that I met in Italy that year or that semester, Edgar's the only one who is still regularly traveling all the time. And this dude doesn't just travel. He doesn't just like go to the islands and, and go on a, go on a uh, beach resort vacation. He is going to like wild places. You know, he, he was just texting pictures from Medellin and uh, going to Mexico City, and just just you know, wild. He he's doing a trip around the world. I think in a couple months, and uh, yeah, it's it's great. Edgar's Edgar's crushing it. So he his his stories from all these travel uh, these these times he's traveled are just wild. So he started Snapchatting all this stuff, and one of the stories was that in Mexico City he was in an Uber and this Uber was going through a crowded area and he got robbed and carjacked in the back of an Uber. Uh, so he Snapchat, well, he didn't Snapchat when they had him at gunpoint, but pre and post he was Snapchatting and it was just like riveting, crazy stuff. So he ended up after that, he survived. Thank God. Shout out Edgar. I love you. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he made it out alive, which is good. But he ended up starting this travel blog, and he is from Detroit, so it's called uh, From Motown to Yotown. And this is a blog that you all need to check out. It is not just like your regular like to-do lists in Rome. This is like real shit from real places that Edgar is experiencing firsthand. And uh, it's just amazing stuff. So if you check him out, uh, follow his Instagram page. It's from Motown to Your Town. It's at from Motown to 
Y-O-U-R town. Um, and yeah, I think that's the website too, from Motown to your town.com. Give it a follow, uh, give it a share. Edgar is doing great work and he is just infinitely curious, curious. Oh, I think my headphones actually just died. So let's go. No headphones. Yeah. He's infinitely curious and, um, I love him. He's a good friend of mine and you know, I wish him the best of luck. So with that said, uh, let's get into a song. And the song that I have chosen for this episode is a song written by a writer here in Nashville called, called named Daryl Scott. And uh, he does an amazing version. That's the version we're talking about. Um, but it was also a big hit for the Dixie Chicks. And uh, when I heard this song for the first time, it... Uh, it eventually would change my life. So yeah, Long Time Gone by Daryl Scott. Now daddy sits on a front porch swinging, looking out on a vacant field. Used to be filled with burlap, back and now he knows it never will. So I'll, uh, I'll tell you a quick little story about the song before we get into it. Um, when I was working at the restaurant called Victoria Station back in Salem, I want to say it was maybe four or five years ago, something like that. Um, yeah, maybe, man, 2012. Anyway, um, I went through this weird uh, time of my life where I broke up with a girl and it was a pretty like public breakup um, in the small little community that is Salem, Massachusetts. And around that time, my family was kind of going through a weird thing and it was just a... Uh, a dark time overall for a lot of people, uh, close in my life. So, um, I, like I said, I was working at this restaurant and I was doing a day bar shift and I was playing this like bluegrass Pandora station and just like old Crow medicine show, all these other bands. And this song came on. And it was long time gone, and I obviously knew the song because the Dixie Chicks had a, a like a big hit with it in I think the late '90s, but that is just a guess, so I don't know exactly what it was. But they had a hit with it, and so I knew the song, and it came on this Pandora station, and Daryl Scott's voice was unlike anything I've heard on that station, and it was super soulful, kind of husky, this dark sounding voice, and I immediately identified with it and and so I was starting to get the bar ready and the song came on and I'm like man I know that song it's a Dixie Chick song but who is this guy singing it not knowing how it works and that a lot of these songs that people are having hits with are all are written by someone else so I heard the song and went over to my phone and looked it up and just thought like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta look this guy up. I'm sure he has some other great music, which he does. He also had a big hit with Travis Tritt, um, with that song, uh, great day to be alive. I got rice cooking in the microwave. Um, so I, I wrote his name down and did the shift and went home. And at that point in my life, I was just, I was really just looking to get out of Salem. Um, I grew up there, other than that semester abroad that I mentioned earlier in the podcast, um, I kind of spent my whole life there. 
and got to do some like small short travel trips with the band but nothing really so i was just kind of like there in salem and the song came on and i identified with it so i went home and looked up uh daryl scott's website and on the site it said there was a songwriting class here in nashville so i immediately emailed him and was like i want to go to the songwriting class and this was maybe in April and they had a May class that was fully booked. So I, uh, signed up for the following class, which was in September. Um, right after the, right after summer, obviously it's September. Um, so I, I signed up for the class, save up some money and, uh, just bought a ticket for the class, booked a plane and, and went. And that was my first, uh, I had been to Nashville one other time for the first tour ever. And, uh, first show of the first tour we ever did, uh, was in Nashville and it was canceled. <laughs> so we ended up coming here and spending like, you know, less than 24 hours. So this is my first real experience with Nashville, Tennessee. And through the song, I was guided here and, you know, I, I don't, who, who knows? It's a, it's a weird thing to say you're guided somewhere by some alternate force, but like, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it was just looking back, you can trace your steps on how you get somewhere. And, and hearing this song on Pandora was like a super important, uh, pinnacle moment for me in my journey to eventually a couple years later, move to Nashville um, and yeah, so I did that class. It was a week long songwriting class. And one of the first things I remember Daryl saying was that we're not going to talk about the business of songwriting. We're going to talk about the emotional connection to songwriting and how it affects us, um, on a deep level. And he, that's how he is. He was a bit of a guru and, uh, of songwriting, very Zen uh, approach to it. And it was, a life-changing experience. And I remember going there and the song that I had brought to the class was actually a song we recorded uh, back in 2013, Change It For The World, which was in that video series that we did. I don't know who is actually listening to this podcast, but it was the first song that we released as a uh, live in-studio performance video. So that was half done when I went to this class and I finished the second, I finished the song during that class here in Nashville. Um, so yeah, it was a, uh, it was a crazy time of my life that would eventually kickstart my, my, my move here. And, uh, it's just weird how sometimes that stuff works. It's, it's unexplainable. Um, but I'm grateful. And, uh, sometimes you just, if you're looking for answers, I, uh, here's me on my soapbox, but if you're looking for answers, I, sometimes you just have to to listen they're there um and the move down here has been amazing it's been the the best decision i think i've ever made and uh yeah i i hearing this song on pandora one day in the summer in salem massachusetts at victoria station kick-started what would be the rest of my life so let yeah let's get into this song it's called long time gone and Without that whole backstory of my life in the song, uh, it's just a kick-ass song anyways. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. 
I'm actually recording, uh, well, including the sound in Logic now, so I can sound more like a radio DJ, and you can actually hear the song. Now Daddy sits on a front porch swinging, looking out on a vacant field. Used to be filled with burlap, a back and now he knows it. Now Daryl is actually from Kentucky, and he comes from like a long line of coal, like a coal mining family. And man, some of like the best songwriters that I've heard here are from Kentucky, which is kind of a neat little fact. This is actually on an album called Real Time, and he does the whole album with another bluegrass writer here in town called, uh, called again, named Tim O'Brien. He's the other vocal in this track. I love that when the Dixie Chicks recorded this, actually, they, they didn't stray from the arrangement at all, really. It's pretty much as is. Ooh, got a little key change there. But yeah, they, uh, it's easy for Nashville artists to kind of stray from the... Uh-oh. The Griff. The Griff just walked in to M. You want to be on the podcast? Why not? Okay. I'm talking about songwriting. I don't know. Something. Are you recording this right now? Yeah, I'm recording this right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's the Griff. First appearance on the podcast. Sorry, let's get back into the song. One of the coolest parts about this song, I think, is that like they're they're kind of ripping on country music and the state of it, and uh, it's ironic that the Dixie Chicks had such a big hit with this song, and they're kind of shitting on the whole. The whole machine. Yeah, I definitely recommend you check out the song. The whole album's great. And they did another album... Um, They did another album a couple years ago called uh, Memories and Moments that I love. They did that, actually. They released it right around the time I did the songwriting uh, class. So, yeah, that's Long Time Gone with Daryl Scott and Tim O'Brien. Um, check them out. Amazing songwriters, amazing singers, amazing performers, and uh, iconic in uh, my growth as a songwriter and as a musician now living in Nashville because of that song so check it out long time gone daryl scott so like i was talking about before all the guys were here all last week um recording so i didn't really get to check out any shows but the week before 
I was at Zany's every night. As you know, I work there as a server. And the week before we recorded was the Nashville Comedy Fest. So there was comedy all around the city. Um, it was great. Zany's was one of the main venues. So we got to see some really uh, amazing shows. And uh, why don't we talk about a couple of those? I know this is going a little bit longer than I had planned. But what the hell? Yeah, let's talk about Nashville Comedy Fest. Oh yeah, hot mic. I just switched back to my regular headphones because the other ones ran out of battery. Um, yeah, so Nashville Comedy Fest. Um, I just I just looked at my phone uh, to see my notes that I should have taken during it, and all it said was "waited on Randy Travis." <laughs> Which was actually pretty cool. Um, yeah, him and his wife were in there for the first show of the festival that I worked, which was um, a, a Brad Paisley show. So Brad Paisley hosts a comedy night where he comes out and kind of emcees the thing and plays some funny songs. And I was actually working the green room for that, so I got to meet him, and he was cool. Um, I got my picture with the Stanley Cup, which was the coolest thing that probably happened that whole uh, that whole festival which I'll post the picture on that. Hopefully we can bring that thing home to Boston. Um, yeah, it's not looking good for the Preds right now, but uh, the Bruins are cruising. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, I took a picture with that, which was kind of neat. Um, yeah, the Brad Paisley show was awesome. He's actually super funny. He was playing the uh, Nationwide is on your side song and, and doing a bunch of parodies of that. Um, there's a couple great local comedians who also... Um, who did some sets. One of them was Dusty Slay, who's my favorite local comedian here in Nashville. Um, if you're into comedy, you should check out Dusty Slay. He was just on Jimmy Kimmel last week, and he is just crushing the game. Um, so that, yeah, that was, that was a great one. A couple other shows that were awesome. Um, they did a tribute on Friday and Saturday night. Um, there was a tribute to... Ralphie May. And um it was just a great night overall. The Smash Brothers, who are a comedy duo, identical twin brothers. They look like they're in a motorcycle gang, but they are the sweetest guys. They got up and told a bunch of Ralphie stories, which was awesome. Um played a couple risque voicemails uh, and he left. Um but yeah, it was it was a great tribute to Ralphie May. I actually got to meet him one time and that was meeting him was my first, um, my first, uh, look into what it's like to be a comedian. And man, he just like ripped on me. <laughs> just like, man, go back to East Nashville with those skinny jeans, you fucking hipster. And man, I, I didn't really know his personality at all. Yet, so I left there and went to a show and actually smoked a little weed and totally overthought that situation and was like, man, Ralphie's kind of a dick. And like thought he was being just really a dick to me. So I ended up the next or two days later, I ended up being on the same flight with him back to Boston and he was doing some shows up there. And I said, hey, and I that I worked at Zany's and this and the sweetest guy, you know, it's just like. You go into a green room with a bunch of comedians and they're going to make fun of you. It's just what's going to happen. And that was my first look into that, which was, 
which was good. So yeah, this, uh, <laughs> this, this tribute to him was great. And, um, one of the guys from impractical joker, Sal, I forget his last name, but man, he, he just crushed his, both of his sets on, on those two shows were completely different. And I was LOLing the whole time. Um, another great show of the festival that I got to work was the dice man, Andrew dice clay. He did two nights at Zany's and other than the fact that he was kind of a dick to the wait staff, um, his shows were incredible. There's no doubt and no denying, uh, why he is one of the greats of comedy and man, he was just on fire. He had two sold out shows. Um, both of them, the crowds were just loving it. Actually, (laughs) there was a woman sitting right side stage and like, He's just super offensive, like exactly what you think times 10, just, just letting people have it. If you were in the front row, uh, God help you. But there was a woman sitting side stage and, and you know, you walk up the steps near the sound booth and you can kind of overlook the whole club. And she was sitting right next to the stage and her, her husband was just loving the show. And this woman was staring at dice clay stone faced hating everything and i think he might have said some stuff to her at the beginning i can't really remember but i was hoping that they would have a back and forth at (laughs) some point when i was watching but man it was yeah it's just like there's it's funny because nashville is known for its music obviously it's an understatement um but there's some comedy stuff happening here too and it's it's interesting because like you know, I'm, I'm I was a casual comedy fan, um, up until I really started working at Zany's, and now you get to see all these shows and get to see how everybody works in this like pretty iconic club, and uh, I've become a fan. So I, I'm, it's one of the you know other benefits of moving here that I get to work at this <clears throat> this um super cool comedy club and see all these shows that um, not everyone gets to see. So that's how I, that's how I make my living until I'm making the big bucks until my songs, uh, get heard by the masses. So yeah, that's it for the, uh, that's it for the podcast this week, guys. I'll be back on Tuesdays, uh, starting next week. Um, don't forget to visit rosslivermore.com for all the upcoming shows and subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes or on SoundCloud share it give it a little rating if you dig um shout out to edgar and um from motown to your town follow him on instagram uh at your dude stoked and don't forget to uh check out the hey world podcast playlist on spotify for all the songs that i'm talking about and um some more favorites of mine <coughs> excuse me Uh, and some other favorites of mine. So thanks again for tuning in. Uh, We'll see you next week. And just just have fun out there, I guess. Okay, bye-bye.